This week in KMA Land Preview, I'm Mike Peterson. After months of debate, Page County officials took action this week on future wind energy project applications. By a two-to-one vote Tuesday, the county's Board of Supervisors approved a resolution placing a moratorium for up to 180 days on the filing of any permits for wind energy conversion systems to allow the Board to review the current related ordinance. However, Supervisor Jacob Holmes disagreed with the final sentence that exempted any permits already filed to the county, saying there is a big jump from submitting a permit application versus having already been granted that permit by the county. I think knowing that there's some harm that could happen. That's what we're saying with this. There's possible harm to property rights and whatever. This needs to be in effect so we can look at this to, to protect everybody in Page County. We have not issued any permits. If we'd issued a permit, if a permit permits already been issued, then that's, that's they've been grandfathered in, but no permit has been issued. So I, I would like to see the last sentence struck. Holmes then made a motion to strike the final sentence from the resolution. However, Supervisor Chuck Morris, who cast the lone dissenting vote, says he is against the idea of any moratorium. He says he feels the ordinance has worked in the past and it puts a close for business sign on the county. We had two developments that uh, were ongoing in 2019. And uh, in East River and Buchanan townships, that development did not work because enough landowners did not sign up. This is a property rights issue for a landowner, in my mind, from day one, it still is today, and to put a moratorium of any kind on development, put a we're closed for business sign on Page County is wrong for Page County, in my view, and I will not support it. With a resolution passed as written, Invenergy's permit application would not be subject to any of the changes made in the resolution, and the proposal has yet to be presented to the board for a public hearing or approval. Meanwhile, Montgomery County's Board of Supervisors this week took a stand on another volatile issue, the use of eminent domain for a proposed carbon pipeline. By unanimous vote Tuesday morning, the county's Board of Supervisors approved a letter of objection addressed to the Iowa Utilities Board to using eminent domain to require property for a proposed carbon dioxide project. Action by the supervisors follows last week's meeting in which several local residents spoke out against any effort by Summit Carbon Solutions to use the legal maneuver in securing land for the proposed Midwet Express CO2 pipeline across Montgomery County and other affected areas. Supervisor Mike Olson read the letter, noting the board's objection. The Montgomery County Board of Supervisors today passed a unanimous motion to submit an official comment objection for the docket regarding the Summit Carbon Pipeline. This board does not object to the installation of the pipeline. However, it believes the right of passage should lie with our landowners. Utilities board members aren't expected to rule on the eminent domain matter until March of next year. Meanwhile, more discussion regarding Montgomery County's solar ordinance took place this week. At its latest meeting Wednesday, the county's Planning and Zoning Commission revisited a solar ordinance that the county's Board of Supervisors recently adopted. The commission began its meeting by ratifying its approval of the solar ordinance at its October 13th meeting by a 5-to-1 vote. Commission Chair Bryant Amos says the ratification comes after concerns were raised about whether the board had a quorum for the ordinance's initial approval. There was three board members here. I was not. So the legal question is, is three a quorum of a board of six or does it take four? Well, the legal advice, rather than to fight this and then have all the work that has been done go for naught because it's all gone, 
was to ratify that vote that was taken then. After hearing a number of public comments, Commission member Vicki Rossander, who cast the lone vote in the ramification, expressed disappointment that these concerns had not been addressed sooner. The plight of emergency services took center stage at last Saturday's legislative coffee in Shenandoah. Officials with Shenandoah Medical Center and the city's EMTs asked lawmakers for support making emergency medical services a statewide essential service. Under current law approved in last year's legislative session, EMS agencies need a 60% supermajority vote from the public in order to levy taxes for such services. Changes sought by SMC and EMS personnel would allow county boards of supervisors to declare local ambulance services as essential so that they may receive tax revenues without the need for a public referendum. We'll have more on these stories and others on This Week in KMA Land, Saturday morning at 8.30, right here on KMA.